listening to Broadway Geek, a new Broadway discussion podcast. Each episode, we'll discuss a different Broadway show, new songs or cast album releases, and everything that's new in Broadway. Thanks for listening, and please enjoy the show. Welcome back to Broadway Geek. I'm Sarah. I'm Pat. <laughs> I like the look you gave me when you did that, like, I'm why did I say Sarah. it this way? <laughs> I'm Sarah. And, <laughs> and we are siblings. It's why I just did her voice like that. Yes. Who, and we love Broadway, which is why we have a podcast about it. So each week, one of us, or a number of... Uh, episode. Each episode. That's good. Each episode, one of us chooses a show, and then we both listen to it, and then we talk about it. And... I chose today's show, and you probably know because you clicked on it that it is Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. That's a, a mouthful. AKA, <laughs> and more easily referred to as the Great Comet. And this is one of my favorite shows, like probably in my top five. So, <laughs> you're just like, I'm so confused already. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I love this show, and my brother texted me, and he's like, I'm so confused. But I feel like it's good that we're doing this yes. as a show, because I was confused maybe like the first five times, and I yeah. even saw it, and I was confused when I saw it. Because I took like, because my usual method is, to, and I told you this, is to like sit there, do something else, listen to the show. Because um, Kinky Boots was the only one that I was able to actually go and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, is to sit there and listen to the show. And I sit there and I'm like, have to sit there and just listen for a minute because I'm like, I don't know who these people are. What just happened? Yeah, I don't know why it's confusing because now that I've listened to it a bunch of times and then like I go back and listen to it and I'm like, well, I don't understand I why this is confusing. I think in a way it's either, it may be so simple that it's confusing. Yeah, so since I've listened to it a bunch... And I've only prepared the first act. This is going to be a two-part episode. Also, so I can take more time to focus on an act and yes. figure out what's going on. Yeah, so maybe you'll understand it better for the second Although part. Although I do know that the second part, they write, let's write some letters. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 is a musical with music. Wow. And lyrics by Dave Malloy. And it is directed by Rachel Chavkin. Which is an important note because she also directed Hades Town. And it's not just that, like, oh, Hades Town, I love Hades Town, which I do. It's. <laughs> <laughs> but you do. And you do. I do. So it is like that. But <laughs> that she pulled elements directly from this show uh-huh. and put them into Hades Town. Like the well, actress? Well, yes. Yes. Amber Gray is in this and she's in Hades Town. But so based on, our, based on our past episodes, what part did Lin-Manuel Miranda have in this? <laughs> I think he... <laughs> he saw it. Well, he saw Town for sure. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> well, here's my Lin-Manuel Miranda okay. reference. Don't worry. Okay. So, it is a sung-through musical. So, on a scale of... Bring it on the musical to Hamilton. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is a Hamilton. The Miranda scale. The Miranda, I like that. 
So it is Hamilton in that every single element of the plot is in the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. So if you listen to it, everything is there. There's zero dialogue. And if you didn't know, and I don't know why I skipped over this part, this is based on 70 pages of War and Peace. Yeah, that also confused me because I tried to read the plot of War and Peace. Yeah, it's it's literally... (laughs) Just the tiniest excerpt, and um, I think I was going to mention it later in just a little bit, but I'll mention it now, is that there is a, um, there's a really good War and Peace miniseries mm-hmm. that's not that old. It's on, I think it's on Hulu, but it's got um, Lily James plays Natasha mm-hmm. from... Downton Abbey. Yes. And um, it's based on the same translation of... War and Peace that Dave Malloy used, okay. which is uh, the mod translation of the husband and wife, which is the most popular and I, famous. Yeah, because um, the couple actually knew Tolstoy. Okay. Um, so that they both use that translation, and the reason that I'm saying that is because when I watched the miniseries, first of all, this part is literally like. 15 minutes of one episode like that's how like almost insignificant it is in the whole like (laughs) scheme of the book um but also that like they pull like in this show they pull some of the lines are directly from the book because in when I was watching the miniseries they would say something I would be like oh my gosh that's from the great comet so it's just interesting yeah you know it it would be interesting to find out is is I, I bet Jesus Christ Superstar is actually from an even smaller portion of that book. I think that is from an even smaller portion of the Bible. Oh, I thought you meant of War and Peace. Of War and Peace, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar. I mean, I've never read War and Peace. I know it's long and has a lot to do. A lot, So it may just be through all like history. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. So I did read Nobody's War- ever read it. I know. I was going to say, I read like, it. Because I had nobody. I <laughs> so um, anyway, I will talk a little bit at different parts about what's different from the book and then also just some other notes anyway um the show the great comet was nominated for a bunch of tonys um in 2016 or 17 and but it only won two for scene design and lighting but those are well deserved if you look at if you see the set and there's like chandeliers all over the theater and i'll talk a little more about the set um in just a second was it against who was it against uh it was dear evan hansen that's what i thought yeah so it was the same year as dear evan hansen and come from away and dear evan hansen pretty much swept everything they were up against all the same things actor music you know you know Mm -hmm. so the show only ran on broadway from October 2016 to September 2017. And there was a off-Broadway run much earlier, like in 2012. Mm-hmm. And that had Dave Malloy as Pierre and Philippa Sue as Natasha. And that album is actually on Spotify. Yeah. But we're, gonna, we're talking about the official Broadway cast album. And... The reason that the show ran for such a short time was after... So, 
haven't talked about the cast, but the main character in the show is played by Josh Groban, <gasps> who, pretty sure everybody knows who Josh Groban is. And at the beginning of July 2017, Oak Onadawan, a.k.a. Hercules Mulligan, a.k.a. from <laughs> Hamilton, was set to um, take over as Pierre on July 11th was his first performance but when Josh Groban left the show ticket sales started dropping and so they announced on or it like leaked they didn't even announce it yet it like leaked that they were going to replace Oak with Mandy Patinkin Patinkin (laughs) Mandy Patinkin who is from Princess Bride and like Criminal Minds or something like that and that was a really big ordeal because it was like this old white man replacing yeah. this up and coming young black man. Yeah. And um Mandy Patinkin was like, Whoa, I don't want to be a part of this drama and he dropped out two days later. Like after they after it got leaked, like it hadn't even been announced yeah. and he was like, No, I'm not nope. doing this. And um I, I feel like I'd don't think he knew. I don't... Th- I, I'm imagining he didn't know, because he should have, like... Well... And, and Oak did not know, because yeah. he found out through the leak yeah. that he was going to be replaced, and that I, was, like, a huge ordeal. I don't know anything about Mandy Patinkin as a person, but I'm I'm imagining that, like, he did not know that. But, anyway, since they didn't have a Pierre, Dave Malloy filled in for Pierre, and then the show closed two months later. And that that is why, because the I guess the producers were just I don't know they didn't more worried it about was going to turn into Josh Groban and the, the Great Common of eighteen twelve. Yeah, yeah. And so one of my favorite Broadway stories to tell is that when I saw this show, I saw it on a, on a Sunday matinee, and that was this. And I didn't know this going to the show was that that was the show that Josh Groban always took off. Like he never played that show. It was always the standby, mm-hmm. and um, I can't remember who he was, his name, but he was really good. He was really, really good. Mandy Patinkin. No. <laughs> and waiting in line to, like, go into the theater, this lady sees on the sign that, like, Josh Groban is not performing at that no. performance, and she, like, harassed the usher. who has. She's like, what do you mean Josh Groban's not going to be here? And he's like sorry ma'am and she was like telling him to like go find him and stuff go um, find Josh Groban <laughs> like, you know a, this is an usher he works she for... wants to speak to the manager of Josh Groban <laughs> let me speak to the manager of the great like, comment it's like his day off he's not even there I was just like this usher has nothing to do with this she was like so angry um I mean I kind of okay part of me gets like being upset about that but wanting to speak to like the manager Somebody, of the musical. Yeah. No, it was crazy and yeah, it was it was bizarre. I mean, I would have been really disappointed yeah. if I had come all the way from wherever just to see yeah. Josh Groban, yeah. but I probably also would have researched what shows he's not normally there because Sunday matinee like the main actors almost always take the take the show off. Yeah. Like cause... when I saw Hamilton in Chicago on Sunday uh-huh. matinee, like, Miguel wasn't there. Um, I didn't throw a fit about it. Did you not? No. Who was his 
was Jimmy Jeter. Oh, he was he really good. Derek Jeter's brother. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So, um, I put that I was definitely going to be annoying and be like, this is one of my favorite songs. <laughs> okay. Um, Go ahead. Uh, okay. So let's talk a little bit about the characters and the, uh, just a couple of the cast members. Um, so the first song that I'll get, to, we'll get to in a second um, there's a joke that everyone's got nine different names, uh-huh. and I'll explain that a little bit. I understood that one, at least. Okay, and then they keep saying, um, this is all in your program, and I actually meant to bring the program to show you, not mm-hmm. that it would have helped with the, um, podcast at all, because no. other people can't see it, but there's actually... Geni- on the Genius page, there's a link to a picture. Oh, yeah, yeah that's in where, the program. Where it's like a flow chart. Yeah, there's a flow yeah. chart of the people <laughs> and how they're related, yeah. and I thought it was funny. Okay, so the main characters are Pierre, as is in the title of the show, who wow. I mentioned is played by Josh Groban. <gasps> Except on Sundays. <laughs> Except on Sunday matinee. And... So, the thing about nine different names, which you said you understood, but I'll just say it because I made a note, is, um, so, his full name is, he's a count, and he's, uh, Pyotr, which is the Uh Russian, and, um, but Pierre, because there's the French influence, and then his, uh, middle name is Kir, oh my god, Kirillovich. Uh-huh. And so, what they do with the middle name is it has the first part of their father's name. Uh-huh. So, his father's name is Kirill. Uh-huh. And then his last name is Bazukov. And then, so, the same for Natasha. So, Natasha is played by Danae Benton, who um, was Eliza in Hamilton on Broadway, like, a couple of years ago. She was actually supposed to, she was the Natasha when, or not Natasha, the Eliza when we saw it on Broadway, uh-huh. but she was, like, on vacation that oh, week. Oh, she's on vacation. And, but her first big break was being cast as Nabalungi in the West End Book of Mormon. Really? Yep. You know, I didn't understand that. I would have understood if you said Neutrogena <laughs> or Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> When I read when I read it, I was like, I'm not gonna be able to say that. But then I said it, and I was like, Oh, I said it. Or the one when I saw it in London, Nigel Farage. <laughs> <laughs> so she's been a lot of good things. Um, but so Natasha's nine different names is Natalia, and then they also call her Natalie and Natasha, and then her middle name is Ilnichna, Ilinichna, and that's because her father's name is Ilya. Get it. Uh-huh. And the last name's Rostova. Uh-huh. Okay. And women's last name have an A at the end. And then men's last name don't. So, like, her dad is Rostov. So you're saying Black Widow is inaccurate. What's her last name? Romanov. Yeah, I think it would be Romanova. And, okay. Anyway. So, because, like, um, Anatole and Hel... Okay, her name is... Okay. I thought it was Elaine, like, from Seinfeld. <laughs> okay, so there's also um, Anatole Karagin, who is played by Lucas Steele. 
I didn't look up everybody's, um, what's it called? IMDb. I almost said discography. It's not I mean, the right no, word. No, I mean, it could work because they do have cast albums of shows. So I you guess. you could have done that. I didn't look up their resume. Um, but Lucas Steve. Steele, he is, he is really great. I love him. And, um, he plays Anatole Garagin. Mm-hmm. Um, so Amber Gray, mm-hmm. who plays Persephone in Hadestown, mm-hmm. plays, it's, in the show they say Elaine, but her name is actually, uh, the French version of Helen, which is Hélène. Like, they don't even say yeah. it right. No. Um, so I don't really know what I'm going to refer to her as. I, I re- like, I, I thought it was, like, from Seinfeld. Elaine. We'll just maybe say when Elaine. When I told you the, the two things I knew from the show, the first listen through, was that Andre wasn't there. Yes. And that Elaine was a slut. Yes. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. So, and then Sonia is played by, I just, like, really quit on this. I just, like, stopped listing people. Sonia's played by Britton Ashford, who I really like also. And then Princess Mary is played by Gelsey Bell. And I just stopped listing cast oh. members after that. Well, I, I saw, the one thing that I did see was that Sonia was replaced by, at some point, by Ingrid Michelson. Yeah. So, was that one of those, like, after Josh Groban left, they tried to get a name yes. in there? Yeah, that was immediately after Josh Groban left. She only was there, um, she did like a very brief stint and uh-huh. Britton Ashford came back. And then, so she was there in the time that between, so Oak was supposed to take over from Josh Groban like two days after he uh-huh. left, but he said that he needed more time uh-huh. for the role. So it was more like two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ingrid Michelson subbed in there for like two weeks I think exactly to draw ticket sales um anyway so there's other characters I just didn't list them we'll get yes we'll get to them okay so let's talk about the actual show there's a show yes okay <laughs> so the show opens uh-huh with Pierre uh-huh and I, earlier I said I was going to talk about the set. So, yeah, I was about to ask you yeah. before you got in too far. So the show opens and Pierre is at the very top of the stage. So the set is not a traditional set whatsoever. It's got like uh, little loopy kind of catwalks in different places. Loopy <laughs> There's like maybe three sets of stairs. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a pit in the middle... Where there's a piano and... Oh, like an orchestra pit, not like a Star Wars Starlight pit. What? So it's like, you mean like an orchestra pit? No, I just mean like a dip in the middle of the stage. Because Josh Groban walks down there and plays the piano and walks out. It's not like you're, not like an orchestra pit. That's weird. Yeah. And so there's like a very small pit in the middle with Uh the piano and I think the Groban pit. And then, like, the band is somewhere on the stage, uh-huh. which is very reminiscent of Hades Town. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what I wrote there. Um, and there's no other set. There's no, like, I don't know what there would be. It's just chandeliers and stairs. And people are sitting on the stage, and they're sitting at tables, mm-hmm. like, kind of like they're at a 
like an almost looked like a restaurant yeah, or something. Yeah, like a nice restaurant. I think because you showed me the picture yeah. when you went, it was like they were at a nice restaurant. Yeah, so you could sit on the stage, um, which would have been cool. And um, <laughs> Did and you then get, like day of tickets. Mm-mm. Oh, never no. mind. And then um, the um, swing. They mm-hmm. are almost never on the stage. They are all walking around, like, at all times. And, like, a bunch of them have instruments. Like, um, I remember one girl that was, like, close to our section. She had, like, a clarinet, and there was another girl with a fiddle. Uh-huh. And they just kind of walk around and dance in the aisles and stop and, like, play their instruments. Interesting. So it's kind of like everybody's... I don't know if I would have liked that. But they didn't interact with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was kind of... It was cool because, like, every almost everybody was in the audience, like, uh-huh. or in the show, no matter where you were sitting. That's cool. Yeah. Too bad the producers were poopy. <laughs> okay, so... No opinion, Sarah. <laughs> so the show opens with Pierre. He's at the very top of the stage. Uh-huh. And um, he's playing an accordion. Uh-huh. And... Like I said, he jumps in the pit and plays the piano sometimes. A couple of the other... I think the only other, like, semi-main character character that plays an instrument is Dolokhov plays a piano. Or, oh my gosh. Dolokhov plays the guitar. (laughs) Just like a piano and then it's a musical instrument. Yeah, yes. (laughs) But this is also very much like Hadestown because Orpheus plays a guitar. Uh Uh-huh. And one of the fates um, has a violin. Oh. So, uh, okay. I think I saw, and I really hope this is not something you're about to mention, but I think I saw on like a CBS Sunday morning when Josh Groban was um, was like practicing mm-hmm. to do this, where he had to actually learn to play the accordion. I mean, that sounds. I mean, like, I, I who feel knows like I, how to play yeah, the accordion? I feel, like, I feel like remembering seeing that. Probably. That he actually had to learn to play the accordion. I think he only plays it for this one song, so it probably and wasn't hard. I think hard. that has something to do with why Oak... He probably had to yeah. needed more time to yeah. learn the accordion. Yeah. Because that's... I mean, that's terrifying. Because, like, if you're used to performing, that's one thing. But it's like, we also need you to play this instrument. That no one not, knows how to yeah, play. That, like... <laughs> Weird Al is the only person that knows how to play. Yeah. Go find Weird Al. Okay. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Get the mentor, Weird Al. They could have gotten Weird Al and it probably would have lasted. That's true. That would have been, I don't know. You think of him doing it like this. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about the actual show. We still haven't gotten into the show at all. We've started talking about Weird Al. <laughs> Okay, so Pierre's at the top of the stage. He's playing the accordion. The first song opens. The first song is called Prologue, appropriately. Ooh. And this is um, this is a song where they introduce all of the characters. And Rachel Chavkin even said that the opening, or that this song, uh, the first song of Hadestown is directly inspired I by this. I see that entirely. Like, yes, she pulled this, she pulled the first song of Hadestown directly from I this. see that yeah. entirely. Yeah. So, uh, Pierre opens, he says, there's a war going on out there somewhere, and the war is obviously the war in War and Peace. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is the Napoleonic War. Uh-huh. So. It's the one where he, all his troops froze. There's a lot of 
French influence in Russia at the uh-huh. time, which we mentioned with their names. and uh-huh. Occasionally, they, there's a couple of lines that are in French. Yeah, there's lines in French. And Pierre also says that Andre isn't here, and he's fighting in the war. Actually, I don't think he's actually fighting in the war. He's, like, working in the war. Doesn't matter. And... (laughs) (laughs) Andre's not important. He's not here. (laughs) He's not there. (laughs) So, the song, they introduce each of the characters, Uh and they have a little... Like, they come out and they say whatever it is. So, Natasha's the first one, and they say, Natasha's young, she loves Andre with all her heart. And then they uh, then they say, Natasha is young, and Andre isn't here. And then they just keep adding on to that. So, after Natasha is Sonia, which is Sonia's... Sonia is good, Natasha's cousin and closest friend. And then they say, Sonia's good, Natasha's young, Andre isn't here. I'm not gonna go through the whole song say, because this is gonna be a that would be me singing. That would be me like literally singing the whole song. But I was just giving an example of 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 how it is. So I was just gonna just read the full end. Okay. Yeah. So at the end, after they've introduced all the characters, um, it's Balaga is fun, which. We'll get to him in the second act. He's I, not important. I know, which I actually saw. That's literally his whole point of the show. He's fun. Yeah. And then Bolkonski is crazy. Mary is plain. Dolokhov is fierce. Although I do like his introduction, which is Dolokhov is uh, fierce, but, but not, not too, too important. important. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I like <laughs> that one. Um, Elaine is a slut. Anatole is hot, which I, his is funny too. Because he just kind of like pops out and he's like, Anatole is hot. <laughs> um, Maria is old school. Sonia is good. Natasha is young. And Audrey isn't here. And then the end of the song, um, they say, I mean, you notice that Pierre opens the what song. About Pierre? But what about Pierre? Dear bewildered and awkward Pierre. And um, so it the this song transitions into... Pierre's song, which is called Pierre. (laughs) But the next couple of songs are like uh, introductions to the different characters. And musicals tend to do that. Yes. And I'm I just have a note. I don't know if I meant to put this here, but there's a lot of things in this in the lyrics where characters are talking in the third person. And, um, like, I think I wrote a couple of examples down, but they'll, they'll, they'll say something and then they'll they'll be like, their stage direction. Yeah. They'll be like said, um, I don't remember, but I I think I've got a couple. They do the like third grader to play thing and read their stage direction. Yes. Yes. Or like, uh, I think Natasha, one of Natasha's is like, she says something and it says crying like a child. Yeah. So yes, there's a lot of that. Um, which is kind of confusing when you listen to it. Um, I think it's in a way to make it feel still like it's a novel. Yeah. So Pierre's song is about how he is an alcoholic hermit who likes to read. <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, oh yeah, I guess he is. He, so in the book... There's, like, this whole thing about, um, did I put this in this song? 
I like that Tolstoy makes a character, like, sad because he, like, spends all his time at home and likes to read, so he wrote a, t- like, 2,000-word, or page book. 2,000-word book's not long at all. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> I probably have 2,000 yeah, words probably. worth of notes here. Um, but, okay, what was I going to say? Um, oh, about, is this where he says, oh, no, the part about Napoleon's in the second part. Oh, never mind. Okay, so he is... Never mind. (laughs) um, He likes to read and he's married, but not in love. And the reason that it's a loveless marriage is because... And this is not in the show. This is from the book. He was the illegitimate son of, I guess, Count... Stark. Count Bazukov, his father, who he didn't... I think he didn't even know existed. Or not existed, but like he had no relationship Uh with him. And so he died, and he inherited his whole estate, which was, like, a bunch of money. That's not how it works in Game of Thrones. And when, um, so he inherited all this money, and the Volkonskis, who, um, the family has, no, sorry, not the, I wrote Volkonskis, that was the wrong family. The Karagans, um, is the family that his wife is from. It's also not how that works in, like, any other book I've ever like, well, I I don't he didn't have any heir at all. Yeah, cuz like cuz like Jane Austen and stuff I don't which I think falls like I mean that's the same time period as mm-hmm. they I I know that illegitimate sons do not inherit things in Jane Austen. I don't think he had and I think that was like part of the thing is that like actually in the in the um mini series there's a scene like right as he, he's like the father is literally on his deathbed mm-hmm. and there's like all these people kind of like waiting around to see I don't know if like I, I want to say there was like a letter and they like couldn't open the letter to see who inherited it until he died or something I could be making that up but like they were waiting to find out who was inheriting um his fortune uh-huh. and like I want to say like his cousin was there and there were like all these people that were re- related to him and then when it was revealed that Pierre was getting um, the inheritance, they're like, what the heck? It's very Downton Abbey. So, um, but he inherited all this money. The Karagans heard about it and were like, oh, a rich man. And so they married uh-huh. off um, Unders- the daughter. Yeah. So, yes. As they do in novels from yes. <laughs> 18th century novels. Right. Yeah. 19th. This you're, is, you're right. Yes, I am. Yeah. 1800s means 19th century. So, he talks about that, and then he, I can't remember why he's not fighting in the war, but he laments about it. He's like, oh, I'm not in the war, but Andreas, he's not here. <laughs> and, um, one of the things is, uh, that was interesting about the song is they say that Pierre is just one of a hundred saddled men living out their final days in Moscow. He's, he's not like old. Twenty seven. Yeah. In the show, is it? Yeah. No. Exactly. He's like late twenties, thirties. And spoiler. Actually, you know what? You always say like it's not a spoiler if it came out one hundred and fifty yeah. years yeah. ago. Um, like the lady that got really mad at us at Richard the Third. Yeah. When we, when we spoiled the ending of it, and we're like, one, it's 500 years old, two, 
based on real events. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. So, okay, this is not a spoiler for the show, uh, but if you're, like, dying to read War and Napoleon Peace... Napoleon <laughs> didn't win that war. Um, but, yeah, Pierre's not an old man because he actually ends up marrying Natasha. Spoiler. 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 So he's not, like, her grandpa or anything. Um, she starts spoiling, like, some really old book each like episode. the Bible. <laughs> um, the Odyssey. <laughs> so, Gilgamesh. I think he's probably, like, ten years older than her. Yeah. Is my guess. So, um, I wrote a lot more notes about this song, and then I kind of just, like... Because I also read somewhere that Andre is actually supposed to be older than Pierre. That I don't know. Yeah. So, Not, like, much older than Pierre, but... Okay. Um, another note I made, so one of the, he, I think it's actually the first line, it's the first line of the song, he says, it dawned on me suddenly and for no obvious reason that I can't go on living as I am, and there's a whole other part in the book that's, seems to me very random, but it's about Pierre, like, uh, trying to find his meaning in life, and he joins the Freemasons, which I didn't know was, like, an international organization. Oh, yeah. No, it is. Um... So, that was just a random note. And, um, I liked, so... Like, George Washington didn't just come up with the Masons. He might have. The king of the Masons. We went to the Mason Temple in Washington. It was all that, like, ancient things in there. Well, I don't remember that. It's also kind (laughs) of... Okay. weird. (laughs) So, one thing I like, er, is that... Dave Malloy actually got on Lyric Genius uh-huh. and, like, put in annotations. Uh-huh. And I really liked one of the annotations that he made, especially in this song, when Pierre says at the end, he or in, near the end of the song, he says, do you struggle too? But in the show, he's actually addressing um, a person. And at the end of the show... Um, the that person is the the I mean not a spoiler at the end of the show he there's a song and he like puts on his fur coat and gets into his sleigh <laughs> and yes, no, it would be a sleigh. and um at the end of the show the person who he says do you struggle to is the person that gives him his coat at the end um I just kind of I like when that. he goes to look at the great comic yes spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so... <laughs> okay, so that's Pierre's song. Okay, so the next song is called Moscow. And what happens in the show is that Sonia and Natasha go to Moscow to stay with their godmother, who is Maria Dmitrievnov. Mm-hmm. However, in the book, she's not Natasha's godmother she's not even related to them at all and i think the only like she's just like a uh like an aristocrat that is at the parties and whatnot like i think the i think in the book the i could be wrong either like the first or second party scene it's like her party and then like that's it like she's not related to them so i don't really know why they show like they put her as a character why am i blanking on the name of the character that she's like that and it's it's really famous and we saw it 
with Betty Buckley. What was Hello Dolly? Uh, yeah. 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 She is. Yeah. No, yeah, she is. Um, is that Thunder? No. I do not believe that's Thunder. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Um, so, (laughs) (laughs) so, but in the book, she's not Natasha's godmother, and Natasha and Sonia go to Moscow with their father, so I don't know why they just couldn't have had him there doing all these things that she's doing. he wants to live with this lady. And I don't know, maybe if they just wanted this to be a female character, which they could have just done the mom. She's alive. But anyway... Um, this song is just her welcoming Natasha and Sonia to Moscow, and um, Natasha and Sonia are cousins, I think I said that, mm-hmm. and they're going to be staying with Maria Dmitrievna, and um, they say, my cousin and I are so pleased to be with you while we wait on our fiancés fighting in the war, and I don't think I mentioned this yet. But Natasha is engaged to Andre. I don't think I said that. No, you didn't. Okay, Natasha is engaged to Andre, who isn't here because he's fighting in the war. Mm -hmm. Sonia is engaged to Nikolai, who is Natasha's brother. Uh Uh-huh. They're cousins. But they're not actually cousins. Weird. They're not actually cousins. I read that much. Oh, isn't she like, like a ward? Yeah, she's a ward. You're right. And, um, Maria says to Natasha, like, she congratulates her on her engagement, and she says, I'm glad I'm relieved he'll be the family's saving grace, and that's because they are in debt, because, um, well, I I, I didn't put it, I, I had a note here, but the reason they're in debt is because Natasha's brother, like, I want to say he owes, he, he got like a gambling problem while he was at war Uh and then he got into a big debt with actually Dolokhov and he owed him like a bunch of money and he was like, it's okay, my family will pay. And he drained like all their funds to pay him back. Good job. Yeah. So way to go. Way to go. Nikolai, who isn't here at all. Yeah. He's not even in the show. They don't mention (laughs) him at all. Um... And Maria talks about how Andre's father, Principal Konsky, is old and crotchety and disapproves of the marriage, but tells Natasha, whoa, Natasha, Natasha, Natasha. <laughs> if she is nice to Andre's sister, then she will love him, and so will the father, and all will be well. Spoiler alert. For the next song. Oh, that wasn't really a spoiler alert because that was the exact lyrics in the song. Doesn't work. (laughs) Okay, so the next song is before um, Natasha meets with the Bolkonskis. The song is called The Private and Intimate Life of the House. And I kind of have a love-hate relationship for this song because I really hate principal konsky but like you're supposed to Uh um and one thing i mean you probably maybe you knew this but so principal konsky is played by the guy that that plays andre okay okay i knew that and there's a little kind of little thingy at the end that you're like oh 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, he is, like, over-the-top physical comedy, like, I'm an old... I mean, this is, like... Yes. No, exactly. I'm 50. <laughs> no, I mean, like, this is, like, a 29-year-old guy playing, playing an, old, an man, old man, so he's but being, playing like, an over-the-top old man, yes. not like the lady playing a boiler. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, he's, like, over-the-top. Um, and the song is basically how Princess Mary is... Who is Andre's sister, uh-huh. is stuck and doesn't have a life pretty much that's not taking care of her father and how she resents him for it but not really like she's kind of sympathetic to him but then she's kind of like like there's this one part where they both are like I can hurt you I can hurt you but I never ever 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 would uh-huh. <laughs> um that's a loving thing to say yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um I mean like she ends the song basically being like He's just old and he can't really help it even though he's mean and ridiculous. Um, which he he very much is. Uh-huh. So they kind they introduce those two characters and then these songs are kind of um piggybacked. Like you can't really tell that there's they're two different songs. But um Natasha, the the footman, I guess, shows up and um says that Natasha is here and unlike Andre right and um uh, Mary Princess Mary like right before she gets there she's like really flustered and then um I can't remember what she says but Natasha shows up at the door and she's like kind of over a little bit over the top too she like has her arm and does like this big wave and she's like hello like really (laughs) and um it's funny and during so during this part of the show is when um I mentioned it I think in the last episode where they actually walk into the people that are sitting on the stage Uh and they each grab a stool and they like kind of sit across from each other at a table and it's just kind of like you told yeah you mentioned that but it's it's kind of one of those like awkward meetings where like you're you're there to see somebody but you don't really know what Uh to say to them kind of thing and uh princess mary says from the first glance i do not like natasha which i don't think she actually does I think she's just envious that she's living the life that uh-huh. she doesn't have um and then the I think Maria told her that her father was sick so he wouldn't be joining them but she was kind of trying to protect her because he's a wackadoo and he shows up anyway uh-huh. in his underwear uh-huh. <laughs> and he kind of looks her up and down and scoffs at her. Um, he says, oh, so this is Natasha. Not much to look at. And this is one of those, says their stage direction kind of thing. It says, uh-huh. says the mean old man in his under things. Uh-huh. That's um, how I do it in his underwear. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so Natasha gets very upset that well he he's he scoffs at her and then he just kind of leaves and natasha's very upset because this is her 
future father-in-law and uh-huh. he's basically just poo-pooed on her and um this is when Natasha says crying like a child after whatever she says so she storms out and then the next song is called no one else and it's Natasha only and it's a really good song and would you say it's one of my favorites (laughs) maybe (laughs) (laughs) but uh she sings the song to Andre just about how she misses him and loves him and if he was there everything would be okay and just it's important that the song is called no one else and that she says no one else because I will get back to that put a pin in that and don't forget that I said that because I always forget when I say uh-huh. that. And then people will have pins in all over the place. And <laughs> So another interesting annotation. He's actually taking a piece of paper and writing it down to remind me. Thank you. I appreciate that. So just another annotation that was made about... Um, that was just directly from the book was kind of at the end of that song. There's like a little bit that you're like, what, what does she do? Like she says, maybe he'll come to, she's talking about Andre. She says, maybe he'll come today. Maybe he'll come tomorrow. Maybe he came already. And you're like, what, it, what? what is she talking about? Um, that's actually like directly from the book. Huh? So just, she says, perhaps he'll come today. Perhaps he's sitting in the drawing room. Perhaps he came yesterday and I've forgotten. So That'd be hard. Yes, that would be weird to like, just oops, forget he forgot. Oops, I miss you. Oh! Oh, you! I forgot I you're already here. Totes forgot, as they say in <laughs> Tolstoy. 19th century Russia. <laughs> right. Okay, so <laughs> after her song, um, Maria kind of, I think she comes in and is like, Get your act together. We're going to the opera. And the song is called The Opera. Wow. And this is an interesting song. And I think I meant to mention this earlier. I did. I totally forgot to. But that a lot of the songs in this, or most of the song, the whole show. The whole show. (laughs) All of Broadway. No, no, just this show. This show show. (laughs) has songs that are very um non-traditional songs like the style of the songs it would not be like once in every show there's a song that Uh goes like this there is not a song that goes like that in this song there's not or the show rather and there's a lot of very they use pretty much every style you can think of like there's a techno song there's like one song that's like electronic uh-huh i mean like there's the electronic comes out of nowhere it does too, and it's, it's alarming it's like fairly far into the music yeah yeah it's it's kind of alarming and <laughs> where you're into this like normal-ish song and then suddenly it's like you get some, some, some music yeah and another thing is that um the actor or yeah the actors cast for this Pretty much everybody has, like, a non-traditional Broadway voice. Uh-huh. Like, um, Sonia's character is very non-traditional, and Princess Mary, um, 
and just, you know, there's kind of like that voice that, uh-huh. and the, the and, and, um, Amber Gray yeah. specifically, but that, the characters in this are like that, and then also Town too, because, um, I remember listening to it, mom and I were listening to Town in the car on the way back from savannah and i don't think she'd ever listened to it and like one of the things she said at the end was she was like i really like how you can actually tell the characters apart based on their voices i think patrick page sounds like thanos but you know who he (laughs) is like there's nobody else in the show that sounds like patrick page young man yeah okay anyway i digress so this is an interesting song because it gets kind of weird and I don't even know how to describe it (laughs) but so they get to the opera and they're just they basically just list off a bunch of characters that they meet and see and they introduce Dolokhov who is arm in arm with uh Elaine I'll just say Elaine arm in arm with Elaine Uh while Pierre sits at home Pierre the cuckold sits at home and um they introduce uh Anatole and just they list off a bunch of other uh-huh. kind of random people and so that part's kind of normal <laughs> and then they have a little interaction with Elaine mm-hmm. cuz she comes over to say hi and they're like oh where's Pierre and she's like i hate him bye and um Maria tells Natasha there's a woman one should stay far away from yeah and yes so they go and they sit down and then when they get to the opera part like that's the weird part like it's like there's like kind of some yodeling and if you're like listening to headphones you're like what is going on one of natasha's lines is that nobody understands what's going on yeah yeah she says i cannot follow the opera um it's like everybody's pretending they know what's going on. Yeah. And then I think Sonia might say, or maybe it's Natasha, they say, like, grotesque and amazing. Uh-huh. Just get, it's it's so weird. Like, you just, I don't know, just if you listen to this, you're warned about this song. It's weird. And it's also weird to, visually because it's, it's just as weird. And the um, the girl that plays the opera singer is uh, Princess Mary, actually. Um, so her voice is very unique and rangy. 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 Ooh. Um, oh, I missed a great line I had written out. What was it? Okay, I had written, uh, so this is the song where we meet other main characters, Elaine, Anatole, and Dolokhov was there. I wrote out. <laughs> that every episode. I know. I wrote out. I wrote out like the whole thing because I couldn't remember what it is, and just it was Rachel was there, a lonely gray couch. <laughs> every episode. Oh look! Cried that. Ned. <laughs> and then the kingdom was his forever. The end. <laughs> this has been Friends Cast. Yes, I could totally do a podcast about Friends. Okay. So, um, 
Oh, I got a little ahead of myself. Actually, I <laughs> don't like think I... Ahead of yourself, what part is the part with friends in it? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. At the beginning of the... So, they go to the opera. They see all the people. The opera starts. And then Anatole walks in, who is Elaine's brother. He walks in in the middle of the act. I hate those people. <laughs> He walks right down the aisle. I was trying to think of the exact words, but I can't think of them. <laughs> and, um... Saunter? No. His sword and spurs jangling, his handsome perfumed head so held high. So he's noisy, too. Yes, he's very annoying. I think he's in the front row, too. He is, he's in the front yeah. row. He's so in the he's front like row. noisy, coming down the aisle, yep. in the middle of the act. Yep. His sword is first jangling, and then he sits in the front row next to Dolokhov, and he also looks right at Natasha, who I think is in a box, so he must have really good vision. So he, like, stops. We had laser. I imagine him, I imagine him at the front row, he just, like, turns around, standing oh, up. Yeah, he's probably standing up, look, you know he's standing up, looking around. He's one of those people standing up on their phone <laughs> at the musical, like, waving at people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, he looks right at Natasha, and that's the first time they see each other. I had a random note here about Dolokhov, and because when he comes in, Maria is like, that's Dolokhov, he killed the Shah's brother, and all the Moscow ladies are mad about him, but they know who he is because... He proposed to Sonia uh-huh. um, at a different point in the book. And, in the prequel. And he's also the reason why the Rost... Wait, what's her name? Rostov. Rostov? Rostov. Sure. Rostovs are in debt. Like, he's the reason why. Okay. The Natasha. So they know, they know who he is. Uh-huh. It's like, hey, there's that guy that you hey. owe a lot of money to. Hey, you know that guy? <laughs> that guy that proposed to you and you said no to that's him. There he is. And you've never seen him before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so then... I hate to keep throwing like Jane Austen, but that's like, hey, hey, there's Mr. Darcy right there. You seen him, Elizabeth? <laughs> See him? Seen him? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Like he like... Okay, I, so I think... I mean, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So I think the duel, they moved where it is in the show. Uh-huh. Or in the book in the show like they've squished it together I don't think it's actually this close to what's happening but I think in the book it's earlier and when Dolok whatever it's like two songs away Dolokhov when Dolokhov gets injured he actually goes and stays with the Rostovs so they know who he is yeah so I was I will get to it but I I read I read what the duel's about in the book okay so um then Anatole, I guess he just like maybe gets up again, <laughs> and then he's Anatole. all of a sudden, Texting. yeah. Then all of a sudden, a rush of cold air, and Anatole enters the box. Oh, she is in a box. Yeah. So, which because it's winter, <laughs> that's what that is, isn't it? Like it's winter, uh, and he's like opening, opening the, the door. doors. Oh yeah, I just thought like he brought in, in cold air. That's true. Yes, and it is winter. Okay, so Anato, whoa, Anato. Anato. Anatole shows up in the box, uh-huh. and he just comes up to talk to 
Natasha. Middle of the show. In the middle of the show. Hey. And the first thing Natasha says about him is, there is nothing formidable. His smile is most naive, cheerful, and good-natured. Which just shows how poorly her judgment is. Yes, she is naive. She described herself. Yeah, exactly. Her judgment is not very good. She's not judging him um, well at all. No. And... So they're talking and they like have talking. They're singing. They're singing and talking. Singing and talking. And they immediately have a, a connection and Natasha's like, no, I'm engaged. And um, there's a funny part. It's not funny on the soundtrack. It's funny in the show. You don't notice it at all. So like there's a part, they're, the whole time they're talking and like, He's saying kind of, um, um, what's the word? Things that kind of make her uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And, um, she's like, oh my god, like, I feel like he's gonna kiss me or something. Uh-huh. And she says, um, I fear that he may seize me from behind and kiss me on the neck. And in the show, they're, like, getting really, really close. Uh-huh. And at that point, she jumps back, and then she says... How do you like Moscow? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like changing the subject. Uh-huh. Like, it's really funny. Like, you don't get that on, like, listening to it. But, yeah. And, um, the pin. Take the pin out. <laughs> no one else. Yay. Dash Natasha. <laughs> yes. It's on a Jeopardy thing. It also says what are dog tags. <laughs> okay. So, okay, the pin. So, she says to Anatole, she says, no one else is here. No one else can see us. And she immediately, what, two songs later, after she cries to Andre, telling him, like, there's no one else. I love you. I miss uh-huh. you. Where are you? She's saying, um, I mean, it's a direct callback. Yeah. And it is very significant that she says that to him. <gasps> To be continued. TBC. So. Should we put another pin in there? No. Okay, because I said. I mean, no, be because same, it's, it's, the same it's a major thing. It's we'll, the same pin. Yeah. Okay. So the next song is called The Duel. And what it doesn't. Here? <laughs> it doesn't start with a duel. I put a note that everything I know about duels I know from you musicals. Uh-huh. It's true. <laughs> I know I know the ten things you're supposed to do in a duel. Right. Which I believe are real. <laughs> yeah. And um in the um miniseries, like at the beginning of the duel they're like saying like that's my second. Uh-huh. And then there's a doctor there. They make him turn around? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so at the beginning of this song, um, Anatole invites Pierre to go to the club, which he's just, so the the actress, the actor, Lucas Steele, who plays Anatole, he is just, he is really funny because he's kind of over the top, like, oh, I'm such a pretty boy, like, kind of thing, (laughs) and, um... I, I like I like when he goes, we're going to the club. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so um, Anatole invites Pierre to go to the club with him and Dolokhov. And 
and they kind of act like he's an old man because he's they're portraying him as an old uh-huh. man in this but in the book they're like actually all three friends uh-huh. and um when they get to the club it's like a club like a modern uh-huh. club and there are in the show there's strobe lights and i mean the song there's like techno music but there's like a um a warning for before the show uh-huh. about strobe lights for this song it's like the most intense strobe lights I've seen. So this is the song where we learn that Anatole is actually married. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. And he is not the things that Natasha observed two or three songs prior about being naive and whatnot. Is that one song prior? Um, yes. Yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> Was it like the last line? I was just making sure you were paying attention. And, um, did I say this already? That they're friends? Pierre Dolokhov and... I I mean, they are friends. They're friends in the book, at least. I think I might have said that. If I didn't, I'll say it again. In the book, they... Yeah, I did. You know what? I did. Because at the end, when or when I was talking about them inviting him to the club, they act like he's old. But in the book, they're actually friends. Okay. Sorry. So, they are drinking. And um, Dolokhov says, here's to the health of married women and their lovers. And he says it, and he looks at Pierre like, hey, hey, you. Talking about... (laughs) 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 <laughs> he's like I'm talking about you <laughs> throw back to Monty Python it's that Satan know what I mean know what I mean <laughs> yeah pretty much and say no more say no more so I mean he's basically advertising that he is having an affair with Pierre's wife and Pierre has gotten pretty drunk and I don't think he would have done this had he not been, but he challenges Dolokhov to a duel. You really like musicals with duels. Yes. All two of them. All two of them. And duel. Shoe duel. (laughs) And um, one of the notes about Dolokhov from the first song that I didn't mention but is important is that he is introduced as Anatole's friend a crazy good shot so he prides himself on being a good shot his deadly aim yes and so the duel happened the duel occurs Uh uh-huh pierre shoots first and hits him Uh uh-huh which is a surprise and it's not fatal or anything and then dolagov says Shot by a fool. Um, my turn. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Which Uh-oh. and In then the musical. And then Pierre goes, my turn. And then uh, Dolokhov shoots back, and he misses, which is a big deal for him. And he is devastated. And um, I forgot to mention that. Right when Pierre challenges him, he's like, yes, a duel. I love it. And... My favorite. 
Yeah. <laughs> My favorite, a duel. And so, he's kind of embarrassed, and they take him away, and then, um, Anatole tells Elaine that she brings out the beast in men, and then he, but kind of like in a, I don't know what that way would be like, what is the way he says it? Like, you really bring out the beast in men. I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I can't think of what it is, but it's oh. it's suggestive of something. I don't know. Okay. Maybe that she's a slut. Probably. <laughs> anyway, he asked um, her to invite Natasha to the costume ball and or tournament, which they costume it is tournament. it is referred to as both. The costume tournament, <laughs> tournament. is like yeah. Yeah, and so she agrees to do that. So I didn't mention in is the Natasha and. In the Natasha Anatole song, he, like, um, he says to her, like, a couple of times, like, you should come to the costume tournament. Tournament. And, um, she's like, oh, I don't know. So, he's, he's still on that. So, we ask her to do that, and she agrees. And the next song is called Dust and Ashes. Probably my favorite song in the show. Great song. (laughs) It is a Pierre solo, and I I wrote, I literally wrote, great song. One of my favorites on the show. I wrote that in my notes. Okay. And um, this is Pierre's, so, like, soliloquy that's basically, like, I almost died. This is my almost died song. And, um, he's, he's saying pretty much in the song that... He doesn't want to die before he falls in love. And he hasn't fallen in love yet. So, um... Even though he just shot somebody over his wife that he doesn't love. I think it... I really think it was because he was drunk. That's my thought. Okay. Okay, cool. I agree. (laughs) Okay, Sure, I'll agree. And, um, one of the lines in the song, um... I mean, the song's called Dust and Ashes, and it's, they say we are asleep until we fall in love, and that is from the book. Uh, there's a line that's supposedly a famous line. It says, we sleep when we don't love, we are children of the dust, but one falls in love and one is a god, which are, like, almost the exact words of the song. Huh. So then... Cool. Neato. Then we switch over to Natasha... Uh-huh. And Sonia, who we haven't seen in a one song. Yeah, one two song. So, two songs actually. Two songs, yeah, which is an eternity in musical. Time. Yes, and this is an actual Russian custom that Natasha or Sonia lights a candle and they look in the mirror and they say, "You can see your future in the long row of candles stretching back and back and back into the depths of a mirror." And then in the dim, confused last square, you'll see a coffin or a man. And Natasha freaks out because she sees a man lying down. And she's like, why is he lying down? Andre, ah! And I don't know. I feel like this could mean, I mean, not not a spoiler for the show, but Andre dies in the book, like, later. Uh-huh. And so, I feel like maybe that's foreshadowing I mean, that. it's from the 19th century, so eventually he yeah. dies. <laughs> right. Um, 
So she kind of freaks out and she says, Andre will never come or something will happen to me before he does. So she kind of has like, I mean, that's definitely foreshadowing. Uh-huh. Um, but she's also pretty dramatic. And so that could also mean her being like, I'm going to die before he comes back. Well, that's a good place to be if you're going to be dramatic, Broadway. That's true. And so Maria comes in and is like, I'm going to go talk to Prince Bolkonski because he's a... Doo-doo head. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> we are siblings. <laughs> and um, she's like, I'm going to go like knock some sense into him. And while she is gone, Elaine shows up just out of nowhere. She just like literally knocks on Natasha's bedroom door. Like, how'd she get in the house? And, um, she pretty much just shows up to just flatter her and to invite her to the costume tournament. Tournament. And she tells, um, so this is, um, Elaine's only song, uh-huh. Charming. It got a standing ovation, I think, when I saw it. Just because Amber Gray isn't, she's not just, like, standing there, like, singing. She's, like, all over the place. She's, like, going upstairs. I mean, she was all over the stage. All over the stage. Yes, you had... Did she go in the pit? I don't recall. <laughs> oh, Dust and Ashes was um, a pit song. Oh, a pit song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we called it a pit song. So, Dust and Ashes... Um, it sounds like somebody's named Dust and Ashes. Yeah. <laughs> There's Dust and Ashes down there in the pit. It's like so just in time. Pierre, <laughs> yes. So Pierre goes down into the pit and plays the piano for that uh-huh. song. Okay. And, um, yeah, so this is her only song. And she's, she tells Natasha. It's called Charming. I don't think I said that. She tells. Oh, okay. I said it twice. Uh, she tells Natasha about her brother not being able to eat because he was thinking about her. And basically, like, if you have a nice dress, you should wear it out. And being engaged doesn't mean that you should stay cooped up at home. And Natasha, being very naive, is like, wow, if this woman says it's okay. This woman who has <laughs> access to my house. Right? No, I mean, I wrote, like, wow, if this woman who I respect, even though I was specifically told not to uh-huh. trust shows up at my house and says I should go, then, like, it must be yeah. fine. I mean, literally. like, that's literally what it's her reaction is. It's logic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, she says, so at the end of the song, she says, I will go. Or she says, I will come. Not go. Oh. And, um, okay. This is the last song of the first act. It is called The Ball. I wish it was called The Tournament. The Tournament. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the song opens with Anatole, and he is... <laughs> I was going to say he's waiting at the door. Like, that's li- that's what his line is. It's waiting at the door. He says that. Waiting at the door. And... Of the tournament. The, one of the first things he says, which you're just like, oh, this guy is sleazy, uh-huh. is he says, how I adore little girls. And you're just like, oh. Oh. He says they lose their heads at once, which I think one of the annotations was, like, this implies that, like, this isn't his first time, like, you know, yeah. uh, I don't know, doing whatever he's doing. And, yeah, so that gives you the creeps. And, um, 
so Anatole's waiting for her, and then they, I think they're dancing, and Anatole tells Natasha, like, I'm in love with you, it's okay, it's fine, I'm in love with you, and she's like, I'm engaged, and he's like, but it's okay, because I love you, (laughs) I'm in love with you, it's fine, and she's like, oh no, I don't, I don't think so. I'm I'm engaged, and she's like, he's like, but it's it's okay, and <laughs> <laughs> and then um uh then he kisses her, and I think that's I mean they they say that in the show. I was like, is that like a you have to see it, but you don't. I mean, I like they say, it. they say it. They say it. Yeah, they do. They say it, and um. I mean, she goes up to this point being like, I'm engaged. I think this is a bad idea. And then, like, as soon as he kisses her, she says, I will love you, Anatole. I'll do anything for you. And then the show, or the show, the act ends with um, them both saying to each other, I'll do anything for you. And they're standing at the top of the stage where the act opened with Pierre standing up there. And then the lights go dark. So, that is the end of the first act of The Great Comet. Did it make more sense with me explaining it? Yeah, it did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah, so that was one of the reasons I wanted to do this show is because, I mean, like I said, I don't really know why it's confusing when you listen to it, but it's actually really not. Yeah, I think it's, like, so simple that it's confusing. Yeah. I think it's, I think part of it is also is, like, some of the like not major characters um kind of in a weird way throw together like um princess mary and um sonya's not i mean in the first act i guess she's more yeah. minor mm-hmm. um and like you know some of those they kind of throw together too but i think maybe i'm also trying to make it more complicated because they say it's complicated in the first song yeah also that just when you said minor characters that made me forget that i in the first song like you they know, introduce they, minor characters. Yeah, they introduce the minor characters, and they like they sing minor characters yeah. um, before it, which is funny. Uh-huh. And yeah, so that is the first act. And so, if you're gonna listen to this, you can listen on Spotify to the soundtrack. And so, the next song that we're gonna start with, the first song of the second act, is called Letters. So if you are going to listen, that's the song we're going to pick up on next time. So we hope you'll join us.